No. Uh, and she does spell the word no, N-A-E. I don't know what that's about. N-A-N-A. Uh, I have I have nae much clue about sports other than nae F1 or weapons. Muckle, nae muckle clue. I see you. Aye, aye. Aye, foos you doos. Chavin awa. Ken Fitlick. Ken Fitlick. Sorry, Louise. I haven't had a drink, I promise. Welcome everyone to episode 39 of the Photographer's Crack podcast. Uh, this is a wee bonus episode. Uh, we've just recorded episode 38 and as promised, we have decided to delve into some of the questions that we were asked in the group. So we're not doing a catch-up, are we? No, not doing a catch-up. Well, no catch-up. unless, but you know Has what? Has anything happened in the last five minutes? I'm, I'm looking at my whiskey. Ooh. I'm debating about oh. having a whiskey while we do this. I actually, I don't have any here. Do I have any? Or do I have any? No, I don't. Hang on. No, but I did give uh, I did give Susie's dad a nice bottle of whiskey for Christmas. I did, yeah. um, which went which went down very well. It's not whiskey you would necessarily like. It's an Irish whiskey, but um, comes from the oldest whiskey distillery in the world. So, so they say. They all say that. Well, it is actually the oldest licensed whiskey distillery in the world. But really, because you know, you know, no, Glen also say it's the oldest distillery in the world as well. Well, just Scottish whiskey. Distillery. Exactly. So it's not, it's not like the that. world. It's just, it's yeah, just, maybe, it's just maybe. Scotland. Yeah. It's not the world. Well, anyway, that's nice. Um, but let, wait, I, wait, I wait, 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 wait. I, I, I won this in a game in the Pharaohs. What really? is it? Can you see that? I can. Hang on. Hold still. Nika whiskey from the back. Oh, is that Japanese whiskey? Japanese, Holy yeah. Crap. Hold it up again. Hold it up again. It's just a basic. 51.4 percent yeah Jesus yeah so it's Christ. barrel age and from what i can understand it's actually made up majority of scottish whiskey with a little bit of japanese whiskey in it oh so it's, so it's a blend yes it's a blended whiskey That's i think it's a their, strong blend. it's their yeah it is 51.4 um Jeez. i won this in a in a in a, in a game um nice. i stole it from my son <laughs> <laughs> i'm glad your son i'm glad your four-year-old's not going to drink it i know so much it's pretty horrible to be honest <laughs> I'm not going to lie it's freaking cleaning it'd be good for killing the I ticks. was going to say yeah getting getting the wallpaper off the walls <laughs> exactly one second I'm just going to get another whiskey yeah get ooh, something I, decent ooh. get something decent to wash it down I got I got a present before we go into our episode I got a present did you see this online I don't see my bottle oh I did see your bottle opener but you don't drink beer the wedding hangover hang on wait wait, give me a, wait 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 hold on where's my phone Give me a, I'll do a, you do a big cheesy grin for... Cheesy for grin, his, for those who don't know, I got a cheesy grin. There we go. Ross, you just get a photo. Take your time. Oh dear, no, that's not going to work for me. Hang on, I need to get, <laughs> I need to get a better angle. I do apologise, people. Your chin, lift your chin up, look, look to the left, look to the left. There we go. That's much better. Lucky um, I got a shave today. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, randomly distracted already by alcohol, but we are going to do, um, well, James is now going to have a drink. Just always straight from the bottle. What are you having? Mm. Highland Park. What is I got another present. I got another present. Oh, for goodness sake. So for those that might follow me know that I, I, I quite like coffee. And oh. I got this massive mug. So I got a huge mug from Sprout Studio. This, who this I do doesn't my, work um, well on a podcast, people, but James... No, it doesn't, gonna, but I'm gonna have it's to take a more huge... To show you. Take, another, take another photograph. We'll put it online. Okay, so get ready. So this is the mug that I received from my... My, uh, my wait, wait, you have, you have to take another one in a second, okay? Oh, for goodness my mug from my client management software company called Sprout Studio, absolutely phenomenal. Just launched a new update, invitations, which is like a, a client booking. So, 
anyone who does like mini sessions or photo sessions and wants to book in it's absolutely great but I'll, I'll share a link in the group so you can see more information they sent me another mug <laughs> so this one's like for more like the black coffees or whatever and this one's more for like my lattes but it's like huge so there we go me and that's, my mugs. that's just the most ridiculous uh, photo I've probably ever taken in my phone and now I'm just looking at James's armpits as he puts them on. <laughs> okay, come on, let's get on with episode 39. Episode we are, 39, bonus episode. We're going to answer sort of. some of your questions that you sent through while we were on the podcast. It seems that everyone has been quite bored tonight and wants Indeed. to ask us some questions. So, Louise first of all... Malcolm has asked, when are we doing the questions? Are we doing them at midnight? Well, it's now 10.53. So close to good, it, close to question, it. Louise. Thank Thanks you, Louise, for your input. I, I appreciate it. Um, Scott well, Johnson has asked uh, about um, the underrated value of a good forward defensive stroke. What kind of stroke <laughs> we're talking about here? I think I think that's a cricket term. I'm not oh, sure. Right, okay. I hope it's not, or whether it's some sort of way of not falling pregnant. Don't know, but um, yeah, no. <laughs> God, I hope not. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure that's something to do with cricket, and I don't have a Scooby Doo what cricket means. Nope, no, um, no, sorry. So I'm guessing that's about something boring. I don't want to. So, talk about. so thank you very much, Scott Johnson from the Edge Photography, for Indeed. your input. Next time, how about you ask a decent question? Indeed, Kenny Gordon, friend of the show. Hello, uh, Kenny has uh, yeah james kenny kenny meet james james meet kenny, nice meet kenny. Spoken. he's got a nice um, voice nice podcast voice nice podcast voice he has asked about a new resolutions new year's resolutions and we or goals and we kind of did that in the actual episode that we've just done have we pretty yeah, much pretty much um i don't even know if i could a resolution would be uh, yeah, I think we've kind of done that. So Kenny, Kenny will be happier by now because he'll have uh, he'll have already had his question answered. So we need to find a question that actually takes us some time to answer because we seem to have flown through. Although Kenny, Louise, and Scott would be the three that would just take the piss. Yes, um, that's very true. Yeah, Louise doesn't have a clue about cricket either. Moving on, she's <laughs> asking about F one. We can't talk about F one, Louise. Sorry, I'm not no, going to do that. No, no. Uh, and she does spell the word no n a e. I don't know what that's about. N A N A. I have I have no much clue about sports other than nee F1 or muckle, nee muckle clue. I see you. Uh, yeah, I fooze you, dudes. Chavanoa. Ken Fitlake. Ken Fitlake. Um, <laughs> sorry, Louise. I haven't had a drink, I promise. Right, next, uh, moving on. Uh, this is the one that might take us a little bit of time, which is good. We've also already talked about Ken MacArthur's question, so we're really down to two, okay. which is worrying. So we're going to have to pad these out to about 15 minutes. <laughs> First one we will do is Sean's. Sean A. Craig. Sean A. A. Craig. A. Craig. Sean. A. Sean A. Craig. Sean, Sean A. Craig. When shooting a wedding, which is useful because that's what we tend to talk about. Sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah, very, very simple. Seldomly, actually. When shooting a wedding, what advice would you give for camera settings? Full, manual, wide open, app priority, auto ISO, flash. No, bloody hell, this question goes on. Auto ISO, flash, no flash, probably differs thoroughly. Right, okay, so there's lots in this question. Okay. Where do you want, and we're going to disagree on lots of things potentially, which is what we always do. We we, we do, but that's 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 the joy of it because you're Indeed. wrong and I'm right. Absolutely. Do you, do you want to go first? Uh, yeah, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to answer this question from when I shot DSLR and okay. when I shoot mirrorless because it has changed. Okay. 
Um, so the beauty of mirrorless compared to DSLR is that what you see through the viewfinder is exactly what you're getting. It's an electronic viewfinder. Whereas, and that has its advantages and disadvantages. Um, advantage meaning that obviously literally exactly what you're seeing during the day is, is what you're going to get in the exposure. And it's, it's really easy to basically either expose the highlights or the shadows or whatever you want to do or your focus even and everything like that. Um, when I was shooting with Canon, what I used to do was I would be on usually uh, aperture priority, but auto ISO. Yeah. Because the ISO would be able to fluctuate if I was inside and outside. And it, that basically stemmed from my sports photography days. So if a player would run from um, kind of, I would expose for the brightest area and if the player ran in from the brightest area into like shadow and, and Murrayfield was one of the worst places to try and shoot because the way the sun worked, the, the half of the stadium, a diagonal line used oh. to go from corner to corner with just a big massive shadow. So if you were positioned around about the halfway line, as the ball was get, you know, going through the hands and the backs, some of the players would go into the shadow yeah. and you need the camera to quickly be able to expose correctly. Um, so auto ISO was brilliant for that. And, and again, similarly, the, how fast-paced a wedding day is, if you know and you trust that the camera's going to be able to expose according to the ISO correctly, then it's a great way of doing it. The only disadvantage is if the player, you know, let's say your, your exposure for the daylight was, say, 800th of a second, f3.5, and maybe ISO 1000. So let's say it's not a particularly bright day, but there's still a bit of a shadow. When they run into that shadow, the ISO 1000 is suddenly going to become ISO 4000. Yeah. And you're getting a very grainy image, and similar a wedding. If you, you know, if you do that, you're running the risk of sometimes getting super high, grainy images, which is fine as long as you double check it and it's not going to cause you any hassle. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of how I used to work with um, with Canon. Now that I'm Sony, everything's on. Everything's on. Uh, everything's on full manual basically because I can see it so quickly and easily through the viewfinder. I've also got the exposure compensation dial on the top, which yep. means that if you're pointing at a window, you can you know overexpose or or underexpose depending on what you're going for, and that kind of comes down to style really, um, because I know you work totally differently. You have basically well, you have a flash on your camera most of the day, don't you? Yeah, yeah. There's usually not that I use it all the time, but yeah, uh, um, yeah. So I'm 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 a big lover of aperture priority with weddings. That's that's for mm -hmm. sure. Uh, I had an incident many years ago when I was shooting on manual that just it was just very stressful and 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 I get I get why a lot of photographers use manual, especially when they're in situations where you know the lighting's very much the same and they, they take their time with it, but. I can do it. I just, for ease of mind, I'm happy with the aperture priority with my cameras. So that's mm -hmm. that's fine. Um, auto ISO, I tend to use when the lighting situation is changing. Um, so yeah, I do tend to flick that on and use that as well. Um, looking at the questions that he sent through, which I just lost. Here we go. Um, so full manual. Nope, I'm aperture priority. Wide open depends on the situation and what you're photographing in when it's portraits i have recently enjoyed shooting quite wide open so i've got an 85 1.2 1. 1.4 yeah, 1. 1. 1. 4. 1. 4. yeah that i that i absolutely love um and my 50 mil and my i also use my 24 to 70 um 
2.8 and I tend to shoot round about the 2.8 up to 3.5 unless it's larger groups then yeah of course I will I will increase the aperture there's nothing um, nicer is there than doing it I, I think anyway doing yeah. a group shot on an 85 yeah um, I, as long as you get them reasonably in a line and they're not yeah. in like they're not layered yeah. um, one behind each other I just I love shooting uh, obviously you've got to be quite far away if you especially yeah. if you can do full length but I, if you've got the space if it's outside I just love the compression and I love the depth of field you get from an 85. It uh, is great. If, if you can shoot it about f2, f2.5, and you trust everybody's going to be in focus, I absolutely love that. I think it's a, a, a really, really nice look. Yeah, no, it is. It's, it's really good. Um, flash, no flash. I tend to, I use it when I need to use it. I, I, I'm, again, looking new things for 2020. We've got um, an assistant who's going to be helping us a lot more. I do want to start introducing things like reflectors, especially in really crappy room situations. Yeah. Um, so I've got a range of different sizes of reflectors that I'm now going to start taking with me and have an assistant hold them so I can kind of maybe just get a little bit more you know a little bit less shadow under chins and things like that and just a more of a cleaner kind of image so mm -hmm. I'm, I'm looking forward to doing that but i love a flash i love a flash um i usually tend to be on ttl or ittl or whatever it is now um unless it's nighttime and as long as the lighting conditions are not changing too much i'll i now shoot manual on the flash um more so since I moved over to Godox flashes, actually, which yeah. I love. I absolutely love. Um, although Profoto A1 keeps screaming at you, don't oh, you? Oh, it does. It really does. But I'm not paying eight hundred to a thousand pound for a flash. No, <laughs> I can't pay eight hundred to a thousand pounds for a flash. That's just not possible. <laughs> yeah. So um, until I can afford to do that, then no, I'm, I'm quite happy with the, what Godox produce and how they've been. And the thing is, I break them all the time, so they're yeah, cheap they're to that. replace. So that's that's quite good. But yeah, it definitely differs throughout the day uh, and it depends on the venue. Every venue is very different. And, you know, in, in my olden days when I used to do nightclub photography, I could go into almost any bar and nightclub um, and I know what my settings would be because the lighting situation throughout the, the whole nightclub would be the same. Yeah. I'm now starting to get like that in certain venues. So if we're at Logie Country House, I know what her bed, the, you know, the bridal prep bedroom is going to be like. Yeah. And I also know what the, the room where they're going to get married is going to be like and what it's like for nighttime. So it's pretty good. But I do look to um, work on my creative lighting for 2020. So well, I'm that, that was what I was going to ask about. Yeah, I mean, without giving away too many secrets, yeah, because I know you don't want to want to. But mm -hmm. how do you do your infamous light do, do, do. kind of shot? Um, you, don't, you don't want you don't want to give away too many. No, I mean, I you know what? I don't guess how you do it. Or, if you want to guess how I do it, yeah, go for it. Or how I've always imagined trying. I've never actually been able to do it because I don't stay okay. that long, or it hasn't yep. been raining. I've wanted, I've always wanted to get the drizzly raindrop shot um, yeah. with the lighting. But I've imagined you put a stand, a light stand or a flash on the ground, but a light stand behind the bride and groom and point the flash up into the umbrella um, that they're kind of huddling under, kissing under or whatever under, and flat light them from behind with the flash reflecting under the umbrella on top of them. I don't think I would imagine you light them from the front at all. Nope, not often. Um, because oh, no, no, that, sometimes I do. No, sometimes I do a little bit, a little bit of fill flash. Would that light yeah. not then spread quite? A lot no, no, you can you can quite control it. And this is I, yeah. I really want to, like I say, I want to invest heavily in things like mag mod and all these sort of stuff this year, later yeah. this year for for taking the flash things to the next level. No, the flash is actually inside the umbrella. 
Yeah. Oh, it's actually yeah. inside the umbrella. It's inside the umbrella. Ah, so okay. I attach it. I had, I've got these uh, loops I attach it inside the umbrella. Majority of everyone do put the flash behind. Um, it, it has its pros and cons. It depends on the weather conditions. So yeah. if it's absolutely chucking down with rain, then yes, we'll put a flash behind the couple because then that illuminates all the rain coming yeah. around the couple. But having the flash inside the umbrella works almost like a, a diffused ref- reflector, but just very little light. So yeah. it just puts a nice soft light coming down onto the couple. And again, if it, if it calls for it, sometimes I will put a flash a little bit of a flash onto them so yeah. just a little bit of fill light i've even used like head torches i've yeah, used yeah. led lights just to light them up for like a literally a second um and then depending on the conditions i tend to go for a longer exposure so especially if i'm looking to get the stars in then i'm working on roughly around about four or five seconds but that only really works when a venue is completely pitch black yeah you know so everything goes to dark yeah, yeah, do you piece, yeah. I mean, do you then composite those images together, or do you just? I have done. Really yeah, they, we've got a couple of venues that are really nicely lit at night, and I've had to kind of put the stars and you know, you know, kind of blend them all together. But um, what I tend to do is, is with one of the venues actually, we get someone on a on a on a um, on a switch, and we'll shout out to them, flick the switch off, and they'll turn the lights off, and I'll be like, turn it on, turn it off. So they turn the lights on briefly and then turn it off. So it lights up the whole venue and but then turn the lights bright. off. Yeah, yeah. So that's, cool. that's kind of how I do that. Good that night shot, yeah. And I have a secret to guarantee that I always get rain. Well done. No, I'm not going to tell anyone, no. <laughs> later, later. Yeah. That could be for the Patreon subscribers. They can find that. <laughs> that sounds like a good idea. Definitely, yes, yeah. I would say I use, I, I've struggled since I started using Sony with the Flash. I knew it was going to be a problem and... Uh, I just have not quite. Um, I love it if it's off camera. Uh, it's uh-huh. quite good off camera, but see on camera, I'm just not there yet. It's purely because the Canon system was so damn good. You could plonk a camera, plonk a flash on the top, ETTL, point it up with a stuffing diffuser, and you knew it was going to give you nice even light, uh, even in the most awkward of places with a really high dark ceiling. The Sony yeah. just isn't as good. It doesn't focus as well in low light. It doesn't. It just doesn't work quite as well, um, yeah. which has annoyed me, and I need to I need to work it out. But when I get the camera or the flash off camera, uh, triggering a couple of flashes at the side of a dance floor, and maybe using the rotolite to light the couple, yeah. perfect, absolutely love it. Don't don't have a problem with it whatsoever. Um, it's just the on camera stuff, which for speeches, for example, um, yeah. you know, isn't great. Uh, yeah, and I mean that's probably one of my that probably would be one of my resolutions for for twenty twenty actually is to improve my my flash and it's annoying because I, I used to be very comfortable very confident with flash but it's just with the new system it's not my favourite yeah yeah, um, and it's it's what has been the problem the Sony is it's phenomenal for 90% of the day yeah but it's when you start having to put the camera on or the flash on the camera it's not and it's not as good unfortunately no no but so... um, yeah that's 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 we just had a last-minute question coming from our I know, I was just reading our, our local my, my, my local village idiot Andy Sawyer's. Uh, why isn't marmalade called orange jam? He is quite right. Why is marmalade not called orange jam? Have you googled that, Andy? I think you should Google that. <laughs> Strawberry jam, raspberry jam, marmalade. Yeah, um, I just googled it. <laughs> 
<laughs> it came from the physician mixing orange and sugar for Mary Queen of Scots. God, you're going back quite a way there, aren't you? Yeah, Mary's sick, deprived. Yeah, okay, I'm not going to go into it. It's Portuguese for some reason. So there we go. That's that question. Shall we? Are we? Are we? Are we finished with Sean's question? Well, there's. Yeah, I think Sean's question. I think so. Done. So basically, Sean, it's 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 very difficult. That's a rough guide of what we do. But it's it's one of those things where you don't know unless you're there doing it, and yeah, I'm not sure if you do weddings or not, but it's something that you really need to be comfortable with doing. In my opinion, it's comfortable doing before you start advertising yourself as a photographer. This is why I, I'm a hypocrite saying this, but this is why it's so important to assist and then second shoot for other photographers so that you can get comfortable with the settings. You know what you're gonna do. You know what's going to happen in a tricky situation or how to fix it. So, you know, I do do recommend assisting second shooting before going off and doing your own weddings. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. I would agree. For once, yep. I do actually agree with you. Yep. So I feel a bit. I feel a bit uncomfortable now that I'm agreeing with you. Don't really know what to do. Feels unnatural. <laughs> yeah, it really does. So I think we got one we have, more question. We have one more question from Ross yep. Cameron. Yeah. Uh, posing hints and tips for couples and families. Well, that's quite difficult. That's really difficult. Two completely different genres. So yeah, and it depends on the type of photographer you are. You know, are you more of a, a candid, relaxed field? Do you like it more posed? It's 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 very very difficult to to you know say this is the best way for me when it comes to posing for weddings. I never use the word posing. I use the word direction. I think posing has such a negative impact that people don't want to be posed, but they're yeah. quite happy for you to give them direction. They want direction. It's the same thing, you know, it's just worded differently. So we, we actually had this today with a couple doing a pre-wedding shoot uh, today, really nervous, really not bothered, don't want to do the engagement shoot. I'm making them do it and I'm showing them how they're not going to feel awkward. So I will always show a couple how I want them to, to maybe stand, where to put their hands, and they always look like a robot or very stiff, you know? So I get them to kind of like drop the hands, let go of each other, stand back, I'll say something usually quite inappropriate, <laughs> um, <laughs> or I'll tell them to think about the first time they met or their first kiss or their first argument. You know, it always loosens them up a little bit and then say, look, just go that, back. That could go horribly wrong. <laughs> Think about the first argument. Well, actually, that was because of this, and then that was because of this, <laughs> well, and then I can't believe you're doing that with her, and you're like, oh my God. I actually had a couple who did a pre-wedding shoot. They, they, they turned up, and you could tell they'd just have an argument. They oh, were no. pissed off at each other. And I got them I got them into this position, and they're looking, and there just there was no chemistry at the moment. And I said to them, you know, think about the first time you met, and think about your first date. Think about your first argument, and they smile and I went. And think about the argument you had today on the way here, and they hadn't told me they had an argument, yeah. and they both just looked at each other so pissed off. It was great, but by the end of the shoot, they were quite keen to get away and make up, so that was that was not too bad. Oh well, that's, um, that's, that's, that's yeah, yeah, it kind of went, yeah, left or right. So posing is very very difficult. Um, what I reckon, and I did this in the early days, and we sometimes do this when we're feeling a little bit, you know, looking for creativity, is I'll create like a mood board of my favorite poses, my favorite photographs of how people are standing, and I'll have it on my phone or I'll have it printed off on a little bit of paper, and I'll just whip it out 
and I'll quickly that's a bit of paper out and <laughs> I actually wasn't picking up on that <laughs> and um, I will quickly show them how to do it and I'll see if it works and if it doesn't work it doesn't work you know it's, it's good to take a photograph if it doesn't work you then know that it doesn't work and you need to find out why it doesn't work so I will help myself with a little mood board of poses that I like um, but it's good to kind of look at that and, and, and kind of um, digest what other photographers do and how they have people standing and practice ask friends family you know even if you've got clients say hey look you know i fancy doing something a little bit experimental do you mind if we practice something and take them out and go through it and talk through it but you know we've all got friends well we should all have friends uh we should have family you Some know of us do. Uh, if you don't have either then uh, you know we'll be your friends and family and you know go and ask them take them out for an hour and, and and try different poses with people that you know to see what works but the most important thing is getting them feeling comfortable but look at things like and i i know we went on this in the last podcast but you know creative life from jay jarvis you know his online do, 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 do you like do you quite like jay jarvis I, I like, I I like you. I, yeah. Do you? He's a, he's a pretty I didn't cool get that in the last episode, did you? Ah, very funny. But look at things like Creative Live. So learning platforms like Creative Live, they do, I think it's $250. You have a, a year access to Creative Live with all their videos. And there's so many on there that teach you about posing. And that's the best way to do it. Uh, great photographers all have different styles. So you find a photographer that, a style that you like. And then you know look at what they're doing and listen to the information that they're they're giving you so things like creative live i think is absolutely phenomenal for for that what about you ross any any input to that yeah i would i mean i would echo what you're saying about i knew you were going to say about the pre-wedding shoots like i i i thought that that was what you're going to lead with and you, and you did because it is important to get to know the couple and, and know how they react in front of the camera i, I yeah. think at least meet your couples like yeah. you have to meet them before you even. You should be meeting your couples before you they even book you or you book them. Yeah, uh, and I think that's quite important that you don't. It's not just couples booking you. You're you're booking them as well because you need to feel comfortable. If you don't have a, as a photographer click with the couple, then it's going to be really difficult to have a laugh with them and and yeah. say something inappropriate because you're not going to be comfortable enough to do that. Which which uh, so I think you need to at least meet them at least once before I do the wedding day. I will usually have met with a couple at least twice. Um, and I've, a couple I've done have been very, very lucky. Um, the one that you gave me up in Bankery uh, at the Falls of Few, Few, Falls of Few, Falls of Few, the um, I didn't, they were they were from um, Stor um, not Stornoway, they were from Shetland, is where they live. Or no, it was Orkney. It was Orkney, sorry. But they they live off the mainland. I couldn't meet with them. I spoke to them on the phone, um, and I'd never met them before. And yeah. I turned up on the day. I didn't even know what they looked like because it was over a phone call. It wasn't even a FaceTime. Um, and luckily. We got on brilliantly and um, they were extremely they basically wanted to jump on each other in the bushes when we were doing their photos they were that into each other it was amazing um so i was very lucky i suppose that way and there's been a couple of weddings like that where the couple are just so naturally cuddly with each other um i remember doing a shit a couple of years back and i expected them because i knew them and i, knew, I expected them to be really comfortable with each other and they just weren't and that really kind of threw me because i was like oh I thought you guys were going to you know, kind of naturally fall into each other's arms and yeah. just larking around and stuff. So it, I think knowing the couple beforehand is very important. I think yep. you need to figure out a couple of little things. I think it probably was you originally that told me about the pose them and then unpose them or direct them and then tell them to come away from each other and tell them to try and get back into that pose yeah. or, or that, that way of holding each other. I don't do that really anymore, but it definitely helped at the start. Um, I have a couple of tricks, like, for example, I will lie 
uh, and you know and sort of say I, I haven't got a photo of the ring yet but I really want the, the ring on so I'll get the bride to usually hold the groom's kind of upper arms if you like um, and just kind of grasp onto him really and really kind of kind of grab his muscles and I'm, I'm photographing her wedding ring and just tell them you're going to be out of focus in the background doesn't really matter um, and then usually they'll just be laughing because they know they're not in the photo in the very yeah. but then all you need to do is switch the focus of the, of the camera to her face and usually yeah. you get a lovely candid proper smile of them looking at each other and maybe even they just have a wee kiss or something and it, that tends to manifest itself really nicely um, what's the other one I do holy crap I'm out my head there um, quick, oh my goodness quick, I, was, quick, quick. I know I know it just was it was in my head it's annoying um, <laughs> holding onto the arms oh, I can't remember now it's completely gone out of my head but yeah I think you just have to find your own way of doing it but obviously you need to learn from somewhere so all those places that you've mentioned about creative life and online and looking at different things but I know that sometimes certain poses I see just make me feel queasy because I don't yeah. want to you know uh, I'm not even talking about the ones where the, the bride's like lying on a piano with her dress draped on it's taken 10 minutes to set this one photo up you know I'm not into that at all um, but you know certain poses where people are you know I just unless they fall into that pose naturally yes um, it, re it really really wouldn't be for me and and the good thing about knowing the couple is that they will know that before you do the wedding yeah. so they're not expecting you to try and make them pose in a certain way or be directed into a certain way because they should hopefully be comfortable with you and you should be comfortable with them yeah. so yeah, that would be my... Damn, I wish I could remember what I was going to say. <laughs> but I can't. It's always away. It's quite it's late and away. I'm tired and I have to get up very early tomorrow to Aww. keep uh, organising this bloody ski trip. So I've got my head Aww. full of other stuff. It's annoying because I'm going to think of that as soon as we stop recording, but never mind. Um, okay. Yes, that'd be me. Eight, um, I think... Is that all the questions? It is. Well, apart from the marmalade jam one, you know, which we've obviously addressed in a serious and official way. Of course. Um, Thank you, Andy, for that. And we, we, uh, we, well, no, we did say Louise's one. Yeah. I think I, my, my, my main problem with this question is why are you eating marmalade? Because it's disgusting. I would have oh, marmalade's jam. amazing. Oh, raspberry jam. Oh, no, I love, love if you marmalade. Have a croissant, if you have a croissant, do you put marmalade on it? No. You put, you put raspberry jam on it. No. Well, yeah, right. I don't like strawberry jam. I, no, I'm, I'm not a fan of strawberry jam. Raspberry jam, that's a total raspberry thing. light jam, or or lemon cheese jam. Get off! Get it's, out it's, of not my really, life. it's not really. Get a off, cheese, get out it's not of really cheese. No, no, like like you know how like you have I'm, lemon I'm curd. I'm to hang up. I'm tempted to hang like up. lemon curd, but it's like lemon cheese. It's so good. So there we okay. go. So well, we 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 um we we had a question back in December with uh, I don't know if we addressed it actually from Mark Quinn asking if anyone was running their Lightroom catalog via an external SSD. Um, I think this is something we will. <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> I, to I think we will. We'll, we we're. I think we should do an editing a series of episodes talking more about editing um and cover things like that i think that'd be really good to kind of get that on and, and speak to people we do that. we do that i'm completely joking i'm being a, i'm being a dick but we need to talk i want to talk about editing styles we want to definitely talk about talk to holy crap what's his name um the photographer said it oh nathan Nathan, I was going to say Nick, yeah. I knew it wasn't Nick. We need to speak to Nathan <laughs> at some point. I want to talk about presets, changing presets, and then going back to my original presets, and even just how you set up, how you import a wedding, how you arrange a wedding, how you catalogue it, how you export it, and then what you do with it afterwards, I think would be something I don't think we've done in a while, if uh -huh. at all. I don't know. So I think that would be quite a good one to do in cool. the future. 
episode. But since I'm in control of this episode, yes, you are. I'm going to say that's it because okay. we've chatted about all the questions. And thank you so much for those um, people who how many there were a bunch of comments. Most of them were were amusing and funny and a bit piss takey, but it was good to get a couple of decent questions out of it. So thank you, Sean and Ross and Ken and and I suppose Scott and Louise and Kenny as well. Why yeah, not? and Andy. Andy. Oh God, yeah. Well, Andy, my stalker, can... stalker Andy. I think your he's, stalker. I think he's hiding in the bushes behind my window. Actually, I heard some rustling. That's just disturbing. <laughs> right. Where can we find you on the internet? It's uh, just Eaglesham Photography, pretty much as usual. Um, Eaglesham Photography. I don't really care about my page so much more. I want to try and push the podcast group. So yes, I'm Eaglesham Photography, but <laughs> I think you'll find me in the the Photographers Crap Podcast group. That's where I'm going to say I'm going to be found this week. Um, actually, this week you'll find me in France, so you won't find me. Oh, but, I'm so uh, I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But uh, no, come and join me and find me in the Photographers Crack Podcast group. Um, and if you want to find my website and stuff, you can search Eagles for Photography after that. Well, I care about my page. It's just for the fact that Ross is getting tired and can't be bothered, and I still have it's to stay up for the next, next two hours editing this podcast. But you <laughs> will find me at jameskelly.co. And on the Facebook, you'll get me under James Kelly Photography. And <laughs> the Facebook. And on the Gram, you'll get me at James kelly underscore photo and you can't I, even remember which which no no i'm, I'm, I'm thinking i'm thinking in my head right now whether about how long will it be before we have to add our talk talk accounts you know what everyone's moving to talk talk everyone's using talk 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 talk's the way forward apparently so the hell is talk talk is it talk not talk talk tiktok sorry oh. TikTok. <laughs> I can't even get it right. I sound like a right old man here. Oh my word! If you go onto the Facebook and type in top tick, if you if you go if you just go onto the Tinder web, type in http hyphen colon. I'm gonna Google TikTok here. It's TikTok. Fuck. Oh, should we join TikTok? That's the question. Okay. Well, well that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a question that I need to consider because when I said to my second years recently, they asked me, they asked me with that type of, the the type of way that they don't think you're going to know what it is. They were like, oh, do you even know what TikTok is? Um, so I need to kind of consider what that is before we actually do that. <laughs> it's just basically Instagram stories. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. But Excellent. Yeah, right, think, well, yeah. thank you for sticking with us for this bonus episode that is going to be how long? 33 That's minutes bad. half an hour we did quite well um, yeah. stringing that out to half an hour uh, so James is going to get this up at some point in the next week when I'm away he's also going to have another podcast with a guest in my place which we're hopefully going to get recorded in the next week or so and you'll have that afterwards so we're actually doing pretty well at one a week yep definitely after this one cool definitely. awesome thanks everybody and uh, catch you next time catch you next time thank you very much and Cheers. remember to join the Facebook group and give us a five-star review on iTunes. Indeed. Thank you. Cheers, bye. guys. Bye for now. Bye-bye. 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 I can't be wrong with you. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>